0: www.healthcmi.com acupuncture continuing education online today acupuncture and massage provide insomnia relief published at healthcmi.com october 13 2019 simply go to news when you're at healthcmi.com and look for the article acupuncture improves sleep for insomnia sufferers especially when combined with tweenal massage Hospital researchers examined 80 insomnia patients in two groups. All patients admitted to the study had insomnia and the traditional Chinese medicine differential diagnosis of spleen and stomach disharmony. Patients receiving acupuncture monotherapy had a 72.5% total effective rate, and patients receiving both Na massage and acupuncture had a 92.5% total effective rate. This article does break down the exact acupuncture points used, types of needles, needling techniques used. It's very specific. And even the massage techniques, the exact hand techniques used. And not only were the total effective rates reviewed, but they also gave us how the different tiers of improvement were rated. So let's take a look. Uh, For acupuncture monotherapy, seven recovered. 10 markedly effective, 12 effective, and 11 ineffective. So that was the 72.5% total effective rate. In the combined therapy, so acupuncture plus massage, 12 recovered, 15 markedly effective, 10 effective, and 3 ineffective, yielding a total improvement rate of 92.5%. The reference for the article is given here for the researchers at the uh, hospital in China. However, we did not like one thing about this research they did add stomach 36 to the combined therapy group which was not in the acupuncture monotherapy group so it just adds another variable and stomach 36 can really help people with spleen and stomach disharmony insomnia so we feel that that while while it's effective the research it is also with the caveat that stomach 36 was added so it may be overplaying the influence of Tui Na because you're also adding another acupuncture point. So again, um, an extra variable added into the study that wasn't really needed. Nonetheless, regardless, acupuncture is definitely helping. Taking a look at the points, so it was uh, bladder 62, again, using an eight extra channel theory idea there for Shen Mai, Anmian, MHN 54, Xiao Hai's, kidney six, do 20 or GV20 by Hui, Gallbladder 20, Feng qi, Yin Yintang, of course, MHN3, a classic, and Shen Ting, one of my personal favorites, also Do 24 or GV24, a great classic. Good points, straight Chinese medicine. Interesting, no PC7, also uh, no PC6, those are also added. I would say no ear shenmen here, I notice, and also no wrist shenmen. heart 7. And those are typically added to an insomnia protocol. And while we have uh, Bai Hui, do 20, no Su Shen sung around it, right? So sometimes it's either or or both. Nonetheless, a classic treatment, went over the needling techniques. Again, that addition of stomach 36 in the combined group doesn't really help us see the true influence of tweenon massage because you're adding yet another acupuncture point. So a little problem with the study design. But overall, solid study using the Pittsburgh Sleep Quality Index and measurements for sleep latency, sleep duration, sleep efficiency, sleep disturbances, dependence on medication, all of that was evaluated in this research. So nonetheless, solid research, but again, study design could be improved. This is also not the only research we see on insomnia in Chinese medicine. In fact, this is something that receives a lot of attention. There are numerous studies at healthcmi.com in the news department, simply click on news and take a look, and we'll see different approaches. But again, a lot of the points are common across multiple studies definitely yin tang being one of the great classics, which is pictured here. If you go to the article, there's an actual picture of yin tang being needled. So one of the more standards across most studies. Also shenting, also a lot of attention with do 24 and the others as well. Good to take a look at that. Now, no herbal medicine was used in the study. We also have a lot of studies that take a look at herbal medicine. So in the case of spleen and stomach disharmony one commonality with that diagnosis is people tend to be light sleepers or tend to wake up easily uh, they just in a way think about the deficiency the exhaustion the fatigue not being able to hold that healthy meditation of sleep itself so herbal medicines have been tested typically things like Tang, right because it's specific for the heart and spleen chi. So therefore, that would be something that helps people hold sleep better, which is very different than people who have difficulty falling asleep, where something for the heart and kidney would be used, something like Tiamon Buxing Dan, or people with that chi stagnation, that's stress-related waking, um, often combined with grinding of the teeth, um, frustration, anger, things like that, where people wake between 1 and 3 a.m. specifically, that's going to be something like Xiaoyuan or Danja Xiaoyuan, which is more typically used in those circumstances. So all of that's been tested with and without acupuncture. In all cases, we find that combining acupuncture with the herbal medicine is more effective than either therapy as a monotherapy. And I spoke with some old professors. I think it's no surprise what what they said to me. In fact, I spoke with... uh, I remember speaking with Professor Jeffrey Pong, Dean of Five Branches University and creator of the entire curriculum there. And he said, basically, that, of course, it works better because you're not just combining modalities, but opening up specific acupuncture channels. So it's like a leading the channel idea. So not only can certain herbs open specific acupuncture channels or, let's say, deliver the medicine to specific sites, but acupuncture can do this as well. Now, this leading the channel idea sounds a little wild to people who are strictly in biomedicine. But remember, targeting medicines to hit specific areas is something well within the realm of what we call biomedicine or Western medicine. And in Chinese medicine, that targeting, whether it affects a specific internal organ or a, a specific biophysical action within the body, is something that is ancient within Chinese medicine. So, for example, an herb like gang is there to target specifically the lungs. So if I told you that it's targeting the, you know, hand tie-in meridian, you'd say, well, that seems very unusual and I don't understand that. It doesn't make any sense. It's nonsensical. But if I said, well, that exactly means in modern terms it's targeting the lungs. (laughs) So there is a semantic issue. And we see this criticism of towards Chinese medicine in many ways. For example, people say, well, the channels don't exist, the meridians, the system of qi, and so on. But remember, that language was also created at a time before any anatomy and physiology had really effectively mapped out a lot of what we understand today. So that language is specifically referring to things like nerve channels, which we call dermatomes, also myotomes. So we know that now, but just because we wanted to call it 2000 years ago, an acupuncture channel, and today we want to call it a dermatome, doesn't mean the acupuncture channel doesn't exist because we certainly know that dermatomes exist and that sensations travel along the course of nerves throughout the body. Same thing with, let's say myotomes uh, through musculature, through the body, even sclerotomes through bone. When we use that language, suddenly it all makes sense. If we use a more ancient language, then it can be somewhat quizzical to people and seemingly unscientific. Nonetheless, what we find is that the acupuncturists over a thousand years ago had exactly mapped out nerve pathways and gave them the name of acupuncture channels, and we call them things like dermatomes or the course of a nerve fiber today. And they're not limited to that. Acupuncture channels cover that and more. There are several other pathways that were discovered in ancient times, and the language used in those times is different than the language today and thus creates a cultural barrier. It also invites a little xenophobia in from certain people in terms of non-acceptance of tried and true medicine that works for millions of people worldwide. So this is an issue and what we get when we get a little deeper in there we find it's semantic for example we know specifically when we needle acupuncture points like Sushensung or yintang to benefit people with insomnia we know specifically that it helps the acup- acupuncture specifically helps restore the dmn the default mode network in the brain which is a type of functional connectivity we can measure with mri technology so to say that acupuncture is um not completely understood may be true, but we do know a lot about its effective actions and specifically what it does for people with insomnia and how to restore specific brain patterns and how that acupuncture specifically affects specific brain regions, metabolism with the brain, and also serum levels of very specific blood factors. So I'm trying to kind of flesh out a little bit of the history here and address some of the issues we see today. This is nice research. It's mostly subjectives in this research. It doesn't really get into the the serum level. It doesn't have the fMRIs. You'll see, if you go to healthcmi.com and you click on news, you'll see a lot of research goes to that level. But that's not necessary for all research. If we looked at, for example, a recent article on how acupuncture helps people with brain injuries, they went to that level. Not only did they look at the symptomatology, but they measured changes in plasma, interleukin-6, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, nerve growth factor, etc., using radioimmunoassays. So acupuncture research can be quite advanced and sometimes straight clinical subjectives. It's both. And I'm hoping that clears a lot of things up for people. But nonetheless, this this problem with insomnia is very severe. Uh, getting a good night's sleep will help the body heal from so many disorders, so it's much broader base. Plus, daytime performance is impaired as a result of exhaustion. So this is a multifaceted problem. When we look a little deeper at in insomnia, it affects someone's friends and loved ones as well. Everything from childcare to work performance uh, to the simple enjoyment of life. This article is not suggesting that acupuncture can cure all insomnia or something like like that. Not a big fan of these cure-alls. You can look for an infomercial at about 3 a.m. on your television set, it will probably have a cure-all for uh, something, uh, or at least someone will hold that something out as a cure-all. Acupuncture can help many people. And remember, there was an ineffective rate here. So if we went to the specific numbers, in the acupuncture only group. Again, there was no herbal medicine here and no Twina massage. 11 ineffective uh, cases while they had seven recovered, 10 markedly effective, and 12 effective. And again, they got that down to three ineffective when they added Twina in. You'll also see a bump in the numbers when you add things like herbal medicine as well. So while acupuncture is not a, a panacea in any way, it certainly is extremely helpful. It also, can be very specific in addressing other disorders associated with that insomnia. Some people have some heart issues or palpitation and arrhythmia issues associated with it. And acupuncture is an excellent addition to someone's healthcare regimen for that. So think of it as an integrative medicine process. Patients come in, they have insomnia. The only thing that's important is helping them get good sleep. Now, whether they need medications, counseling, lifestyle change, dietary change, there's many issues involved in insomnia. It can be what they call sleep hygiene or habits. Uh, Sometimes the workplace has very unusual hours. So it's a multifaceted issue here. Acupuncture can be an enormous component here. And again, when you're really looking at people not having the support systems in place that families had when it wasn't just a nuclear family but an extended family helping young people raise children, for example, then you see that acupuncture alone cannot fix those types of issues, nor can it fix nutritional deficiencies in the modern diet when people are eating so many processed food, foods filled with chemicals. There's a lot going on here. Nonetheless, acupuncture can get some very quick and powerful results regardless of these other factors. It can still help move the case forward towards better sleep while they help resolve those other issues as well. And sometimes those other issues have been resolved, whatever they were. Let's say a dietary problem or someone had a late night shift at work and and got in a bad habit or someone got into a case of exhaustion after chronic illness. And all of that had been fixed, let's say, and been addressed. But the pattern of insomnia was set and maintained. Maybe there was stress in the work environment leading to waking between 1 and 3 a.m., etc. And that had been resolved. Nonetheless, the pattern can retain. Acupuncture can then go about, I would almost say, unhabituating that pattern and reversing it. It's... An important and essential component to any true insomnia treatment protocol because of its efficacy. The treatment of insomnia with traditional Chinese medicine is a forte of the medicine. It is well within the realm of herbal medicine, acupuncture, and twina, and is something that should be strongly considered. I'm Adam White, licensed acupuncturist. Thank you for listening. Give us a like or write a review if you like our work. Thank you for listening. www.healthcmi.com.